0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. So, uh, Tov Samech Sif Yud, uh, speaks about a tarnagolat, muvushelet. So you have a, uh, a chicken, a hen, a chicken that has been cooked. And you find inside of it, hmm. Inside the chicken, you find a chita, and it already has a stage of bikkura. And we talked about there's a machokas, How much? How popped? The, yes. Remember, we said we were going to ask questions a little bit later, okay? So, do you know where we are? We're on. We're on. We're on. We're on. We're on. We're on a, Page. I embed the first page of the Mishneh Berurah I sent you. It's seafood. So what's again? So you find it in a certain state of popping. It's become popped up somewhat. Hmm. We're not sure how bad it is. Is that clams or not? Um. And we know, of course, that it's inside the chicken. Now it's. We would. The assumption is, is that the chicken didn't eat it before. But somehow, it got cooked together with the chicken. And therefore, it was Chometz that cooked together with the chicken. Now, it cooked together with the chicken, but the, the chita is very small compared to the whole chicken. So it's clear we bought the El Barov, but it's Pesach, so we're more Machmir. So you've got to get rid of the chita itself. The chita, we don't, you can't eat that. But what about the chicken itself? Do you have to throw the chicken out? So Shulchan Aruch has a big chidush here quoting an Ashkenazi Godel, the Mordechai, one of the... mutar uh, that you can sell the chicken to a non-Jew on Pesach. Why? Because you're not selling the chomets. Okay, now you can hear it. Good. Okay. So you, you, you're selling you're selling the chicken, not the chomets. And since it's such a small amount, it's only derabonon that it would even be considered oser. Because there's a much more than 60 times amount of chicken meat than there is the wheat. And you've gotten rid of the kernel of wheat anyway. You threw that out. So now the only question is what to do with this. So the the Shulchan Aruch is giving us a great heter. The heter is, sell it to a non-Jew. Uh, And Because you're not getting hanav from chametz, because even though you can't eat it, because you have to say, well, there might be some piece of chametz that is circulated into this chicken, but the amount of money you're getting would be the same even if this would not be had a piece of chametz in it. Mm -hmm. You're not charging him anymore. The wheat taste from the chita hasn't changed anything to allow the chicken to taste better. Therefore, the price you're going to get is going to be the same. So it's not considered like you got Hano from chametz. Now, this question isn't just about chametz. This happens in, in the Gemara Navot speaks about this happening when uh, when non-kosher wine or wine from a non-Jew falls into your pit and mixes in with your wine, or non-kosher wine from a non-Jew goes, falls onto some other material that you have and dries up. What's the halacha there? So a similar halacha is is stated. You can't eat that material, but you can sell it to a non-Jew because the amount that the wine has changed it is almost nothing. And therefore, it's the same cost with the wine or without the wine. So you have a right to sell the chicken. So that in, this, in the same way here in Hilchas Pesach, you could sell, let's say, whatever the material was that got soaked with a little bit of wine and then dried up, but not enough to taste the wine in it. You could sell it to a non-Jew, and you won't. You're not going to get any more money. And you're not getting Hano from the Yayin Nesach. In the same way, you're not getting Hanok from the Chometz here. So let's read it inside. You're not getting more money for it. That was the het, That was a psaq from the Machaber. Now, if you take a look here, the next line, the Ramo says, Of course, we're more Machmer in the Ashkenazi world. We say, no. Even though you're not getting any Hanah, technically more, but still, it's just like Avodah money. And just like Avodah you don't want to get enough from it at all. The whole chicken becomes like a piece of hametz to and therefore uh, you just have to burn the chicken, throw the chicken out. You can't sell it at all. So that's seafood. Let's go now. Um to uh, We didn't finish seafood. I'm sorry. This is the Machaber speaking again. Let's say you discover the chicken on the eighth day of Pesach. Here's your meal on the last day of Pesach. You cut your chicken up. Oh, lo and behold, there is a popped piece of wheat inside. So since it's only the on anyway, Pesach and the Chomets on the eighth day is much is only an Yisra, the for sure. And it probably is botul berove. There are two rabbanons. It was anyway botul berove in terms of when it was cooked. Right? It's only Midarabana that we say Chometz isn't bottle. And now it's on the last day of Pesach. So we're not going to allow you to eat the chicken, but you can actually leave it, put it, store it away, put it in the fridge, whatever it is, and you can actually uh, make benefit of it after Pesach. You could actually leave it until after Pesach because it was on the eighth day and once again we see that that is uh, a cool on the eighth day of Pesach as we've seen in other alochos in the simon. Let's take a look a little bit at the bura inside. The bura says um, Mem Gimel and Mem Daled, Sif Koton Mem Gimel Mem Daled below <laughs> Even if it, this is the case where you where you discovered the chita on the last day of Pesach. So this is even if it was cooked earlier than the last day of Pesach, but you discovered it on the last day. Even if you discover uh, it was cooked on the fifth day, but you eat it on the eighth day, it's still alright to keep it around. In fact, even if you discover it earlier, and you leave it around, it's still not a problem to leave it continuously till after Pesach. Let's see why. Mishum Davis Sufik Because the eighth day of Pesach is a suffix. Rabonan. And the amount that got mixed in there, which was definitely more, less than sixty of, of of the chicken, excuse me, the Chumrezoni <laughs> rabbinical. Aha. You can even eat it after Pesach. Um okay. So that is the halacha that we see from, uh, the, uh, the machaber. Now, that wasn't so hard. We have another, uh, another 10 minutes of halacha. This is gonna be a little bit more difficult. Yud Aleph. Now, in order to understand a seif yud Aleph, you need to understand that what is it, like like the case before when it was cooked with the chicken, the assumption was the chicken was cooked in a pot with water, and the pizza and the kernel was inside the chicken, and the water was inside the chicken, and and, and the liquid was acting as the conduit to cook this item. In other words, chometz is a problem, and it's also, it's very chomer on Pesach. We're even but there needs to be a way for the chomets to get to the rest of the items. The chomets has to penetrate. What allows the penetration to happen? The penetration occurs through liquid. Liquid is is the vehicle for the penetration. Now, obviously, heated liquid is what's necessary as well. Sometimes you can actually have something sitting in liquid for 24 hours, and we call that kavush. We say that's as if it's been actually, it's penetrated through cooking. Or let's say with spices or salt, it could do the same thing, but there needs to be that liquid possibility to make that happen. When two items are next to each other that are dry, even if they're in an oven together, even if, even if, heat, so, even if there is heat in the oven, but if there's no liquid that causes one thing to become connected to the other, so basically, it's not there's not a problem. It's not considered that the whole other thing is usher. However, since where it touched and there was heat around the place that it touched, you have to cut around. So let's say the chometz was a, you know a certain size. That approximately, next to the thing next to it, needs to be cut out around it and thrown away. That's even with heat. And for sure, if it's just cold, where could the transfer happen? So even though we're machmer and that's oser b'masheru, that's a din that we say chametz during Pesach, we're very machmer, there needs to at least be the way to get into the meat. So in the case before, where it was actually cooked with water, so you could start talking about the isir in the whole chicken. But over here, there's no water. So let's see what happens in this case. Im Where did you find the chita? You found it in the dough. Okay, it's in the dough. Have you put the water in yet? It's cold water, though. Has it spread it? Maybe it's just cold water in a dough. That's there's no heat. Oh, matza afuya, or you found it in the matza. Okay, so you you bring the matza out of the oven and you find an un a popped piece of wheat, in, a kernel of wheat inside one of the matzas. Okay, yasir mena get rid of the piece of wheat and also around it where it was touching, right where's right where it was touching that area, also throw that out as well. Hashar mutar. The rest of the matzah is allowed even on Pesach. Now, that is the halacha of the first sheet of the machaber, and that's the tour quoting the Rosh. Vigesh Misha Sir koha isa. Some say that since there is water, And even though it's cold water, but you're using your hands and maybe that causes some sort of energy, oh, oh, some matzah. And even when it gets baked, there's still the energy from the cold water originally. So because of that, it's like cooking. It's like cooking with liquid because there's heat and water and you put energy in it when you made the dough. So some say you need to, you asser the matzah, the whole matzah as well. Alright, the, 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 obviously the Shulchan Aruch doesn't agree with that, but he says, Viroi Lachush But still, let's be machmer and throw the matzah out. But there are certain times people can't afford to throw matzah out. And if it's a situation where you barely have enough matzah, so you have a hetter to just cut, cut around where the piece of wheat was and eat the rest of the matzah Gesundheit. Says the Ramovak noagin to Kha Pesach La Asur, next page. Osa matza shinimza ba'chita. This is our minog that if there, the whole matza is asur, We don't we're not makil like the Rosh, we throw the whole matzah out. But Matiranes Achiros. But let's say it was a batch of matzah, we don't say, and this is the Kiddish here. That, oh, you found the tzchitah here? I'll bet you this piece was in the original dough that all these matzahs come from. Why not? You're throwing this matzah away. Maybe you should throw all the matzahs away. That we don't. The other ones, even though at one point they were all connected in one big dough with water, but this is the Chiddush here. This a the and in, 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 in Iser V'heter all the time. V'amrinan kan kan hoisa. Let me explain what this means. We have found a problem. What is the problem? A piece of wheat that seems to have popped, which is like chamech to us. But where did we find it? We found it in one of the individual matzos. Now, these individual matzos were at one time part of one big dough, and then you cut them and sliced them and put them together and made them separate. Now, if that chita was there originally, and it was mixed together with your hands, with liquid and everything, maybe all of them should be usur, because you said that energy causes a problem everywhere. No, it doesn't, because we, we say as much as we're Mahmer. It's only right here that we say the problem started. In other words, we invent in our minds that somehow the piece of wheat fell in now. Obviously, it was closed off and it was impossible. There's no way it could have fallen. But we could say that this popped piece only fell in at this moment. Kahnimtza, in this spot. And since in the oven there's 20 places, there's 20 slots, it's only in this slot where this matzah is that the problem is. Kahnimtza. Not earlier. So even though they were all together at one point, this is when the problem was. Now, the however, let's say what happened was you had a big dough and you split off little pieces and started baking. In other words, you had a big dough like this. Okay. It says here that the network is slow. But let's say you had a big piece, you had a big uh, uh, thing of dough with water, and you were kneading and kneading. <inaudible> and <inaudible> can you hear me now? <inaudible> one, one second, I'm almost finished there. So let's say. <inaudible> yeah, now we can. There were a couple of seconds we were cutting in and out. Okay. So again, what happened was you were kneading a huge amount of 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 water and fl- and flour. And then you cut little, then, oh, here's some. Put this in the oven. Put this in the oven. Put this in there. Put this in the oven. And then you find in the original container, you find the chita. So now what do you do in that case? So he says, obviously what's ever left in that isa is aser. Whatever is here is still aser koa isa. And, but the question is, would you aser all those other pieces too? Because they were here first. Notice when you find it in the other pieces that are in the oven now, you don't go backwards and say, hey, maybe these were originally there. But if you discover the piece that's the problem in a place where all of them were originally, there, there might be a discussion we're going to see. There, it might be a problem, ossering it. You definitely would oster everything that's in here now. Afulkodem Pesach says the Ramon. Ain Ostrin, now we're on page three. Osrin Rak If it's before Pesach, we're not even Mahmer. it's only during Pesach that we might have a discussion to be machmer um, there, there is a very important uh Mishnah Brewery here. Um, that um yeah, which we can do. Um I think it's worthwhile looking at, just for you to understand what's happening in this alocha. The memtes. So on the edition that I sent you, I'm just going to read a couple of lines here. On the edition that I sent you, page two, Sifkaton memtes. In the edition I sent you, it's the fourth line, the first wide line. This is where it was. It's only after you separated the piece that this piece of wheat fell in. And it didn't fall into the beginning, the big Isa that everything comes from. We don't assume an isra goes backwards. But if you can see how much water it's filled with, and it looks sort of like so wet, then it's clear it didn't just fall in now. It must have been there originally when you made the dough. Then you've got to be sechodik an asr if it's possible there is some other reason why it's so wet, assume that it, the wheat piece only fell in later. And that's not called a suffik at all. You don't even call it a suffix. It's 100% mutter to eat the other matzos. Um, this is the part I wanted to talk about. If you had a big dough, and you made little sections of it, and you baked little matzahs out of it, and you are left with only one portion of dough, and it's in that portion of dough that you find the chita. So now, all the matzahs that came from that would be oser. Because now you're not inventing an iser from mokom it's in this place, but all these, this other dough was in this place to start out with. In other words, you're going to say, I discovered it now after I've already cut off 20 other pieces from it, and everybody has made different matzahs from it. But the fact was it could have been here for a long time already. I, if it's in a new place, I say this is where this is where the problem starts. But if it's an old, if it's in this place, I have a, I, I have to assume it's been here for a long time. And if it's been here for a long time, it was it gave its issuer to all the pieces, all the slices of matzah that were made. That is the sheet of the mogen avram. Okay. I'm sorry, Rabbi. Yes, somebody, please turn off the microphone. Someone have the microphone on. I'm sorry, Rabbi. It's really, I don't know okay. who. Maybe Tion? Uh, Tion, your microphone. No, no, I don't Zion's know. Tion's is off. Tion's is off. Someone here. I don't I'm don't not know sure who, who this is, but there are two people with their microphone on. I'm not sure who they are. They, they they show up. Okay. All right. So anyway, let's just finish off, and then we're going to start the the the, the, the uh, uh, your Some say that there's a specs faker here. Because even though what you've... It's true, it might have been here all this time, but who says it looked like this all this time? When you pick it up out of the east, you say, oh boy, it popped. Maybe it just popped now. So even though it's true, in other words, when you're, let's say if this would be a, let's say this would be a sharetz, or this would be a piece of chazer, and and you would and you would portion out pieces of meat everywhere else, then you, oh, then all of them would be user because you'd have to assume it's been here uh, from all this time. But when it comes to a piece of chometz, a piece of chometz, this piece could have been here this whole time, but it wasn't necessarily chometz this whole time. So therefore, you have a sfek sfeka, and because of that. You don't have to asser, he says, according to these other acronyms, all the other matzah. And therefore, the halacha would be of a makkam you can be makel and and, and eat the rest of the matzahs. Okay, so that's our shulchanarach for today. We're now going to move on to the uh, Yerushalmi. So let's go to the Yerushalmi. Yes. Do you have the ability to shut people's microphone? Okay. I was talking with Jonathan about this. I do not see it on my uh, powers here. I have the power to view everyone, and to hide everyone, but it doesn't seem like it says here I have the power to shut microphones. So, Jonathan, Whoever is on this line, if, please shut your microphone be because you everybody. It's, it might be one of the people calling in. If you're calling in, make sure that your mic on your phone is shut too unless you have something to say, okay and again, remember now is the time for questions and 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 we are very happy that everybody is here. believe me, this is not a way to uh, uh to get you not to be part of this. We just want it to work the best for everyone and that everybody can hear it okay all right, okay so um what did I want to write here okay all right we're gonna start the shulk with the um, your shalmi now. All right? So I sent a little message there and you can see it. Okay. We're starting from the Yershalmi where we left off. So what I sent today uh it is starting from the top, start counting the lines, 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12. The 12th line from the top. Haroe um es It's it's, it's your Xiaomi page from today, Binyo. It says page 208 on the top of the page. 208. And it's 12 lines from the top. If you don't have it, I'll send it to you now. You have it? I got it. I got it. Okay, so let's see. Okay, haroah es hachama betkufosa. Now, this is a very complicated subject to figure out exactly. But the basic idea is that we're going to be talking about a special bracha you make, when the sun and the moon appear the way we understand it, they appeared in the beginning of creation, exactly this way. So based on, as you might remember from the last time we made Birch HaSachama, it happens every 28 years approximately. So when you see the chama bitkufasa in it's in the same Tkufa that it was the exact same day of the week a Tuesday Wednesday morning as it was when you see it on a Tuesday Wednesday morning when you see the sun it takes 28 years for it to be the same cuz it has to be uh during Nisan even though we say in Tishrei the world was created I don't know understand that exactly but I if it's about every 28 years then it's got to be the same day of the week, and the sun appears in the same way. You make a special brocha osa And the same thing is true with the Levana Bitskufasa. Now, this is a, a much more complicated halocha when you see the moon the way the moon had appeared originally in creation. And again, it it, it has it's a very complicated thing. Rabhaim Kanyevsky says. So because it's so complicated it could be that's the reason why nobody makes this bracha because they can't figure out exactly when it happens it usually happens sometime in the spring but the moon has got to look a very specific look in the stars and if it doesn't look exactly like that if the stars aren't aligned the moon isn't aligned exactly you don't make the bracha but the people who know how to make this bracha will make it in the time of Chazal they knew about it that was Osamae Seberatius on the moon. Vesarikiya Bitiaro. And when you see the Shamayim, when it's beautiful and clear, you make Osamai Seberatius. Now, on this, of Chuna, Bilvad, La'achar That's not in the summertime, but in the winter, after it's rained a lot, and now the, the, the sky is clear and beautiful away from rain, that's when you would make the Brocha. On o voracious on 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 the raa or says over there in that Pas eof there hasn't been light shining in without clouds for a number of days because it's been raining now you see the greatness of God, you see the beauty of creation, but in the summertime you wouldn't make this bracha, but a beautiful uh, winter morning, possibly you would make the brocha o veracious next uh, um that's what we know to do. That's the bracha of Kiddush Levana. When you see the moon in its state of chidush, Omer baruch machadesh chadashim ad How long do you have to make the bracha? Now you all know your shittas, You all know what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Be surprised now by what we're going to see in the Yerushalmi. What does it say? Rabbi Yaakov baracha b'shem Rabbi ad shetira Bachati hamita or hamate. It's only the first seven days. Once it passes the first quarter, meaning the first seven days, you can't make it anymore. So there's one sheet in the Yashalmi that says, you've got to make it earlier. I know it's the opposite of what you do. I know. You wait till it's seven days. I know. (laughs) But this sheet of the Yashalmi, you you got to make it from the time it starts. You have seven days, and after seven days, you can't you have till it becomes full, till it becomes its pegam is full, which is basically Rabbanan de for Namur, not Arba The Caesarean Rabbanam said that was 14 days. Um rabiosi be Rabon they're right. it takes 14 days. Until this moon appears full, so you have up until the 14th day, until the moon is full, to be able to make the bracha. Any time during those first 14 days, according to the second sheet in the Yerushalmi, even past the first seven days, you can you you can make the bracha. But it doesn't say you have to wait until seven either. You have all first four. So this one one sheet is only the first seven. The second sheet is you do Kiddish Lavana up until the first fourteen days. Now what about Bitfila? What about you know it's gonna be Rashkodish this week? I believe it's gonna be Rishchodesh on uh Wednesday night is gonna be Rishkodesh, right? Wednesday night, Thursday, and then Friday. There's gonna be two days, I believe Rashkodish Nisa, right? Am I right or not? Or is only one day Rishkodesh Nisa? Only Thursday, Thursday, it's only Thursday, only one day Rishkodesh Nisan. So that's going to be uh, yeah. Wednesday night, Thursday. So we're going to daven Rishkodesh Thursday. We're all going to be in our houses. What bracha do we make? Sreb so Yosi Bar says you make the bracha in Musaf, Mekadesh Yisrael, not Viro Chadashim, but Mekadesh Yisrael and Mekadesh Chadashim. The same thing that you make for Kiddush levana you do during Shemona Esrei. Rabbi Barashi Omar, you say Makadash Yisro, which is the way we do it. Shmu Omar, Tzorach Lomer which we don't do, right? We, the same way on a Yom Tov, you say Vahasiyenu, Musaf Yom Tov. On a is it's like a Yom Tov, Shmu says. And you have to say Vahasiyenu, Hashem is Birkat Moadecha, because it's Chodesh, there's something special. Rav Amar, you have to say Zman. You have to say Mekadesh not just Rosh You even say Zman. So according to the Yashalmi, Rav and Shmuel looked at Rosh Chodesh as something very special. Next page. Tani Ravoshia. The Pusik says it in the creation of the moon. It says So of course, is for the Yomim Tovim. But then it says lishonim I'm sorry, L'yamim, that is for Rosh Chodesh. So you see that the moon is critical to be an os for Rosh Chodesh as well, and you need to mention something very significant in your davening for it. Now, I hope this isn't going to happen to us, but it might. Ha'over bein kvarot. Let's say you have to. You go to are going to a Beit HaKvarot and you see Nebuch where they where they have where they've had to bury people. Nebuch, what do you say? Ma'ol Hashem, metim Even though Nebuch people are dying from Corona, but if you happen to notice or any death, and you're going to a cemetery where you see people have died, Nebuch, the bracha that you make is we know Jews will have Triat Ametim. It's not the end. They will be brought back to life in a better world. Rav Chiyah B'Shem Rav Yochanan Baruch Neman B'dvaro You don't just say Baruch Machayim Etim. You say, God, you have fulfilled your words again. Neman B'dvaro U Machayim Etim. Rav B'Shem Yochanan says you should say Hayodeya Misparchem God knows, remembers all of you. You're not just an X, a number. You're someone that God remembers and God knows all the numbers of anyone who's ever died. <speaking in Hebrew> He's going to bring you back. He's going to get you going again. <speaking in Hebrew> Rabbi Leezer B'Shem says you say it this way. <speaking in Hebrew> we were created with din. That's what God wants. The world to cohabit to reproduce, to come into this world. And God took care of us. And sometimes one guy got this much, one guy got that much. But you get based according to the mishpat. And God causes us to leave the world with din. What the din of this is, I don't know. But there is a din, and God is a bal din. He has a reason why he takes people away from the world. But he's going to bring us back to life, Mete Now, when you see Jewish people Nebach, that have died, and this means and this means you say, Your mother's embarrassed about you. You didn't live the way you should. Obviously, we're not going to say this today if you would see Nebuch, non-Jews that have died. But if they were Obed Avodazara and they were fighting against the idea of God in the world, then we don't make that type of brocha for them. We don't make that type of Tefillah for them. HaReu Ba BaAnan if you find if you see the rainbow in a cloud, what do you do? If you see a rainbow in a cloud, you make a brocha. Baruchotashem Zokera bris. Because God isn't going to destroy the world, he remembers his bris. Rabhi <laughs> you say Neman Bibriso. God will live up to his bris, live up to his covenant, the bris and he remembers it and he doesn't destroy. Rabhiski Rabbi I'm sure many of you have heard this before. First, second wide line on page two. Ko yamav, Shimon ben Yochai, lonersa keshes ba'anan. Shimon ben Yochai was such a tzaddik that his whole lifetime, nobody ever saw the rainbow in the cloud. There was never the sign that God was getting angry and needed the rainbow to hold his anger back. Rab Chiski b'shem Rabi Yirmiah, Navi avi Rab Shimon Yachai Omer. Rav told us another thing about Rav yachai What happened was, to understand this, Rav yachai one of his students, went and got a job in Medina Sayyam, and he became an extremely successful merchant. And he came back and told all the other Talmidim. Well, they didn't have to tell them. They could see the carriage that he came back with. They saw the amount of money he had. And all the students were saying, wow, if we leave yeshiva and go and do what this guy did, we can come back dressed like him and as rich as him with all the gold that he has. So Shemachai said, you know what, we're taking a field trip class. And he took everyone out from the yeshiva and he took them out to a valley, to a bika. And he said to the bika, he said, bika, bika, his ma'ali dinarezov." I I want you to be full with gold coins. And since Bar Yachai said that, the whole bika became full of gold coins. And of course, all the students wanted to run and get it. And I said, look, he said, you see, you can be as rich as that guy who left the yeshiva, who went and earned Parnosa. You can you do that too. But there's one thing if you take from these gold coins, every gold coin you take, you're taking it out of your Olamaba. Any coin you take from here takes out of Olamaba from you. But you see the power of what he had to do. There's, okay, we're not going to take any. So you realize, true, you can make money outside of learning. You can make money and leave Torah. But realize that you're going to spend a lot of time doing things that aren't for Torah. And you're going to be losing the most precious gold in the world, which is Olamaba. So that's another story of Shimon Bar Yochai. Next, another thing about him. I can look around and see who's really getting into Olam and there aren't that many. He said most of the people that Shimon yachai was looking at and seeing walking around him, they weren't going to make it to Olam In Tiltaninun, if there's 30 of them, Anan Ubari me and my son are part of them. Those of you that were part of my Shabbos learning know who I'm talking about. His son is Rabbi Lezabar of Shimon, the marshal, the fat marshal that we talked about and uh, who, who had the Yisur in, you might remember. That's Shimon Bar Yachai's son. Shimon said about him, he's not Chometz. He said that the two of them are definitely getting into Olam Abba. And in fact, what he said was, in train does this no... argue with Kohisra Yesh Good question. What it means is we start off with a Khaila but we can lose it. We all start of Rami's asking, we know We all have a Khaila The problem is throughout our lives we do things that cause us to lose it. Shem Rechai had this power to see what people were all about. And he said, if there's two people getting, even if you tell me there's only two people getting Gitov Abba, who would that be? That would be me and my son. Inun, Anun B'ri Inun. Another from Rav Kibishem Rav Yirmiah. Omer. He said, Yikarav Avram Min Gabav Al gaboy. Avram Avinu should be the one who defends humankind from his time until my time. Avramavinu Avinu, with his great schuyot, has the right to fight for all Jews who lived and died and to make sure they, they will be protected and get out of Gehennom and go to Olam eventually. Avraham Avinu has that power to bring everybody out. And that's true. But only from his time to my time. makarev min gaboi Koldori but I will fight and bring out from my time to the end of the generations. From from his time to the end of the generations, and this is what we say, you know, Banyahu, that's what you say, B'schut Bar Yochai, on Yom Kippur, when you say it, B'schut Bar Yochai, it makes sense? Because you see here, Bar Yochai has incredible shuyot from the Yishalmi, to fight for everyone from his time. B'schutei. B'schutei de Bar Yochai, this is where it's from. That Bar Yochai has that zchut. he's as he says here, I'm going to be Makarif, I'm going to fight for and defend from my time until the end of all time. The in And if Avramavinu doesn't agree, <laughs> right? Imi. I'm gonna take another great person, Achia Shiloni. Shiloni was <laughs> the Novi who was Ilioah Novi's Rebbe. Achia Shiloni. Shiloni, and Shimon Bar Yochai are strong enough to defend the whole world. Vana mikariv kol Okay, so that's great stories about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, how big of a tzaddik he was, how holy he was. Now we go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah talked about the Mishnah talked about the idea of making a bracha of atova metiv on rain. So let's see. And also said that you make a tova mete for Basura Tovot. Well, isn't rain basically Basura Tovot? When people need rain because they were there was a, a drought, rain is an example of Basura Tovot. So let's take a look. That's what it says there. It says when mayim Karim, when when wet water comes on a person. That's, it says, that's, cons- right after that it talks about, uh, rain, and then it talks about good things happening. So you see from wet, w- wet water is the symbol of rain, and in that Pussek and Mishle, right afterwards it speaks about, um, uh, uh good things happening. Shmu'at Tovah Meyeretz Merchak. So you see that rain comes before the other shmuatovos. The comics from him How much rain? Rafhiya Rivia. In the beginning, if it's in the if it's in the beginning of the winter, the earth is still very tough and hard. Well, Kede Rivia the first time it has to penetrate. Ubisoft, though, by the end of the winter, or towards the middle of the winter, when they're waiting for rain, it doesn't have to be such a strong rain. It's just got to wipe off the covering of the ground. That's considered a significant amount of rain to make a brach of Tovah Metiv. Next it has to be so much that if you would have a uh a a covering over a uh a a barrel, the rain was would be so strong that it would actually cause that barrel to be wet and swampy with water. That's, you need a lot of water, Shemim and says, even later in the season to make a brocha. So the Gemara says, one second, um, the magupas that we use, the seals that we put on barrels, they don't start uh, foaming apart. They don't start uh, dissipating. They're, you put them in a kiln and they're, and, they're, and they're tough and strong. So the Gemara says, el Rowana yishruya Imagine as if it was made out of regular clay and earth, and imagine if the water what the water could have done to it. So if there's enough water that the barrels outside look extremely wet, that's enough to make a brocha oz uh a b'shem metiv. Rabyosi Bishem Rabyuda Rabbi Rabuda Bishem Shmuel, kadei revia that's all the same. Lubisov though, a filokoshahu, even the smallest amount of water later in the winter time is considered a brocha. Rab Yosem shame Rab He says all of these things are lahav siktaynis nembra. These are not. You don't just make a bracha out of nothing. You only make this bracha if you were fasting. It's only because the the farmers and the scientists and the, and the told you that it's a famine condition or it's a drought condition, and now this starts to rain. But not just every single time you get this amount of rain. To make a special brocha, it's gotta be after, uh, people had started to fast already. Maybe not everybody, but the tzaddikim had started to fast. People were worried. That's when this amount of rain is considered significant to make a brocha. Rabchiski, Rabnochim, Rabata, Rabbimi, Havi, uh, Havi Yosfin. Umar of Tanchum, Rir of Ada, Next page. Baravimi lo le lebracha nemar. Why do you have to assume there was a fast going on? Maybe every rain is bracha. Maybe you'd make this bracha. You'd make this bracha even if there had not been a fast. Even if people had not been fasting. So Amr lehin. He said, okay, that makes sense doesn't it make sense that this bracha is only said once people had been in a desperate situation, had it been fasting maybe that's when you make the bracha he says you're right too he said you're both right he says you told the other guy yes you told the other guy he should make the bracha even if people had not been fasting and now you're telling me that it makes sense only when you're fasting. Meaning it was so desperate, and now the the, the the tzara has been lifted, you make the bracha. But you told him you should make it even there hadn't been a tzara. He so said, Amalek, a shittah's Look, he wasn't asking me for a psak. He was going with the sheet of his own rebbe. His rebbe held that way. I wasn't going to make him go against his rebbe. So I said yes, because I knew that was his rebbe's opinion who was his Rebbe that says you make that bracha all the time even if they hadn't been fasting we know who who Rav Nochum's Rebbe is you know who his Rebbe is? Rebbe Zira. and we know we know that Rebbe Zira says you only make that bracha after they had been fasting so don't say he got it from his Rebbe he must have got it somewhere else and you still told him, okay, well, that's the way it ends. Let me do one last thing. Uh Yehuda bar Yecheskel Omar. Now this is the famous Rav Yehuda all over Bavli. Um Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Am Rav Yehuda Rav. His father was Yecheskel, Rav Yehuda bar Yecheskel. He had a brother called Rami. What does he say? Am Rav Yehuda bar Yecheskel. Amar Abba, my father Yecheskel used to say, When the rain started happening, he didn't just make a bracha. He went and he made a whole tefillah. Every single drop is great. Because you make sure that these drops do not intersect with each other. You made sure this was a Kabbalah they had, that the drops of rain are all separate. But if the drops would develop within each other, it would be so powerful that it would become flooding everywhere. So you make sure when the rains come that the drops are separate. Like the Pusik says, The word nigra from the Pesach in Eov is similar to the Pusik in Va'yikro, which means it's less. You make sure that the drops are separate. They aren't big and contain big, giant drops. They're separate from each other. And Rabudin says, You know what else you have to say? God makes sure that the rain comes down in a very good amount. Doesn't come down too much. Rabbi Baryakov Bar Yaakov solik mi Megadlia. Rabbi went up from visiting Yudin Megadlia. Adavit aman. But when he was there and he observed what what he was doing, nochas mitra. Rain started to come down. Veshomakole and he heard uh, he heard his voice from the other room. What was it saying? Omar, Elif Alfin, Viribe Rivavin. thousands and ten thousands. Chayavin thousand times, ten thousand times. We need to thank God. Because when you give rain, everybody's guilty out there. There's so many people who don't deserve it. And you give rain and help the earth, that is a tova for everyone. So he said to him, where did you get that Nusach from? That's a beautiful prayer. Where Did, did you invent it? This is the way Rav Simon did it. Simon, so I do the same way. If you stay by big people, you learn how they do things, and then you give them over to the next generation. Um, Let's just do about five, six more lines, and then we'll stop. That's a good question. I would say we should view this even in Chutzlaretz when the rain comes. Uh, Too much rain. uh, Too much rain is always no good in the summer, but when we need rain, and the rain helps create crops to grow and, 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 and changes things in the earth, I would say that this is something perhaps to say even in chutzlar. It's, I don't think this is only in Eretz throw. It's a good question though. Uh, let's just okay. do a couple more lines. <laughs> what does that mean, Revia? So, mole kli tvachim. In other words, let's say you would have a kli, you would have a plow. If it could go down three tvachim and the rain gets down deep three tvachim, that's considered a good penetration. Divrei Revmeir. Omar tefach, So the the changes the years here, year. it depends what part of the season. In the early part of the season it's a tefach, later it's going to be two tefachim, and when it's and when it's finally a, a, a very a, a soft ground, wet ground, then it's three tefachim. But basically it depends when when rain comes from above, God sends up water from below, from a place called the tahom, the depths of the of the of the planet. Water is in the earth also. In the depths of planet Earth is also water. So when God sends His rain of bracha, one drop, two drops come up. So if there's a tefach going down. There's rain helping coming from 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 the Tahome as well. How do we know my time Taho el Ta corre the tamos the 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 depths the, the 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 reservoirs of deep water that are in the earth call to each other. And that's one and two. When they hear the call, when they hear the sound of the tsino of the pipeline from God. So one big pipeline of God causes two from below. The yomer ablevi a mayim elyonim From above is like God is the impregnator. That's like the male, and the water below, the mayim nukvim, the mayim below are like nekevot. Matam the pasuk says tiftach eretz that the earth opens when the rain comes. What is that like? That's like a woman. Like a woman opens up for the man, that's as if the waters start to open up and, and rise up when the rain comes from above. That's what it says in the Pasuk. That's that's Pasuk. That's the end of that Pasuk. Why did I create the world? Why did I create this system? Not to be an angry God, but he created the world for the world to be better and for the world to work. And that's what happens when it rains, the whole earth churns and chains. It's almost like a great act of love between Shammayim and Oretz. One last thing. Why is that first reign called Rivia? She rova to Aretz. because it's like a male mounting a female. It's like rova, like like like, like Rivia by an animal. That's what it's like. It's a penetration and a connection from Shemayim to Aretz. Okay, um, we'll start. We'll stop. We'll start from this spot tomorrow. Now it's time to do uh, Talmud Bavli. So, are there any questions on that? I don't don't know if there are. Anybody have any questions? Okay, I'm assuming not. Now it's time for Talmud Bavli. Okay. Um, Yesterday, we got up to the, if it's on page one of what I sent you, the third line. Shimon ben Shotach. Shimon ben Shotach. So we're not going to talk about Ketuvah because that made sense. But a Kli Matchos, that there's tuma on metal khalim. So the Gemara asks, We know that Kli if they become Tameh, you need to deal with them. How do you know? The Pesach in Midian speaks about gold and silver kelim. Those are metals. And we know they have to go through the ash, They have to go through the water. It says over there, those kelim need to be treated. Those kelim can be tome. Those kalem have to go to the mikvah. So so you see that metal kelim are mentioned in the Torah. So what, what was Shemim and Shetach talking about metal kelim? So let's see what the Gemara answers. Nitzrachah, elo well, letumah This we mentioned yesterday, last night that the tumor that it used to have comes back to it if you break it and read and put it back together. Let me explain again. When you have a kelly that's made out of metal, that a sheritz touches it, falls into it and hits the bottom of it, or touches the back of it, or is in the room with a mace, that kelly is tome. If it's in a room with a mace, the kelly is tome for seven days. If a sheritz touches it, the keli is tommy for one day. If it's in the room with a mace, the keli is just like a human. You have to sprinkle paraduma water on it on the third and seventh day. And besides getting paraduma water on it on the third and seventh day, you need to take it to the mikvah and dump it into the dump it into the mikvah, and by that night, it's considered tahor. The same thing is true if it touches a sheritz, that it's got to go to the mikvah. And once it goes to the mikvah, and then the evening occurs, the keli is now tahar. That would be tumas kelim, minat Torah. And that would be metal kelim. Now let's say, however, you decide to break the keli, or it got broken. If it got broken, then the keli is tahar. It never had to go to the mikvah. It never needed to have sprinkling of paraduma water on the third and seventh day. Shvira can also be metahir a keli. So here's what happens. Let's say the person breaks the keli because he doesn't want to spend the time going to Yerushalayim for paraduma water. It was in the room with his uh, relative who died. He wants to use it. So he figures, you know what? What do I have to schlep and get paraduma water on it and then take it to the mikvah? I'll smash it. I'll put a big hole in it. It's now Tahar. And now I'll, I'll put it back together. So Minatorah, that is a good Eitzah. Minatorah, that actually works. But the Rabbanon said that if you do that, it gets the same Tumah that it had before. If you want to follow the Rabbanon, it's not, to, it's not Tohar. When it, the pieces, when they're broken, are Tohar. But if you put it back together, the rabbis say it has the same Tumah it had before. That's what we were talking about. That's Shimon ben Shatach's Takana. Let's read it inside. Lo nitzrichel l'tum miyoshana. D'mrav Yudav Merav. Meisa b'shel Tzion Amalka. Hear this <laughs> Tzion. Tzion You thought Tzion was a man's name, but there was a there was a great queen. Her name was also Tzion C- Amalka. Cion. C- Cion Tivane ben Zatach She asked <laughs> the Mishnah so Tzion, the queen, this was Shimon Ben Shatach's sister. She's also known as Shlomat Bas Tzion, or Shlomastion or Shlom Tzion. But, but in short, she was called Tzion. <laughs> Maybe Tziona. But anyway, this queen, the sister of Shimon Ben Shatach, as we know, she wanted to make a mishta for her son. Her son was getting married. But someone died in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, all her fancy kelim that she wanted to use for the wedding, they were all tome. So what did she do? She didn't want to take them all to put paraduma water on them and schlep them to the mikveh. She broke them all. with And she went to a professional guy to reconnect it. And he reconnected it. And now they were like brand new. Vomru Chachomim, the Chachomim, including her brother, said, I'm sorry, sis, we've made a takana against you, and against people like you. Yechazru litumosom yishana. It didn't help. You still got to take it and get the paraduma water and take it to the mikvah. It's not going to help what you did. But what if you change the shape? even Even if it looks differently, good question even if it looks somewhat different it's still basically the same the same yeah. materials so anyway why did we make good question but i think it would be the same thing so now the, so what is the what's my timer mishum gather mechatas guba. because people would stop using the mechatat people would people would forget about the mechatat they would think oh you know how you make things tar you break them so you break them and then then you put them back together. We want people to remember the ikaradin. There's the paraduma. It's such a sechut chush- to have the paraduma to use the Mechatat. So because of that, they made this takana that it becomes Tamey again mid whatever tomb it had before. So the Lord says. <speaking in> the <language> Um, that would mean that would be good if this special takana of Shimon ben Shatach, would only be for kalim that were touching a mace or in a room with a mace or had something like tumas mace. That was something that needed to have paraduma water on it. But if you say the takana went on on, on all kalim, even the ones that were touched by a that never had tumas mace, that never needed paraduma water, they too have the takana. If you break it and put it back, it gets the old tuma back. Ello Lamandi Omar Elamandi Omar Le Kola Tumas Omru Mayikal Maymar Amar Abaya Xera Shema Yomru Shema Loyikvenu Biktear also Abaya said okay I'll tell you the reason if you hold like that. It's true there is a way to make Calim Tohar. Put a hole in them, make them unusable, but it's not clear how big the hole has to be. For example, certain holes are not large enough. Sometimes it has to be a larger size in order, depends what type of material it is. Depending on the material, depends what it's meant for, depends what it was being used for. For example, if it was used to hold big pieces of fruit, a small hole isn't a problem. It has to be a large hole. So people were not experts in how big of a hole to make. So people would make smaller holes than they needed, and they would think, oh, it's Tahar now. Now I'm just going to put it back together. So because of that, people weren't so they didn't know the law, and they would think any sort of breaking is considered a decent amount of breaking. Because of that, you have to they made a a, a Xera that all Kalim that you break and put back together are tame like they were originally. So we're again we are on. The second page, which is Tezziah uh, Named Bez, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17th line. R- now on the 18th line. Rava Amar, Gzei Roshem Ayomru, Tvila Basyom <laughs> HaOlela. Rava said, you know what we're afraid? We're afraid like this. We're afraid that I happen to know you have some Tomei Kalen. And now I see that it was Tomei yesterday. It was Tomei yesterday. And now you're using it already. And you didn't even wait till the evening. Hmm. What did you do? I don't realize that you broke it and put it back together. In my mind, I think you ran to the mikvah this morning and you put in the mikvah. That's all you need to do. And now you're using it with truma. It must be that all you need to do is put in the mikvah. You don't have to wait till the evening. I don't know that you broke it. So because of that, people will see what you're doing. They don't understand what you did. Therefore, we made Xeran all kalim that got broken and put back together. that the old truma comes back. Otherwise, people might think you don't need to wait till the evening because they don't realize that it didn't go to the mikveh. They'll think going to the mikveh alone is enough and you don't need to wait till the evening for it. Let's see it inside, what I just said. Um, that a Tvila during the daytime is enough. My Benayu, what's interesting Abaya in Rava? Well, a difference halachically might be Let's say you smash it completely to smithereens. You break it into such tiny little pieces. <laughs> and it's, You're right. Now it's not going to look like it did before. No one's going to think it's the same thing anymore. No, everyone can tell no matter how good of a, a fuser of glass you are. Nobody's going to think it's this it, that nothing happened to it. You broke it so completely you can tell something happened here. So in that case, Rav would say there's no reason to, to say the old tumor comes back because nobody would suspect, everybody realizes that you did something to it. Nobody thinks you just took it to the mikvah. According to Abaye, though, uh, according to Abaye, look, we don't want people to stop using, um, uh, people don't know how to break Galen. So, plug, since people don't know how to break it, whether you break it completely or break it with one little smash, Either way, putting it back together doesn't help, and the Tuma comes back. Okay. V'idach Maihi. Now, what are we asking for Um, So, let's go back to the, the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that some of the Takanot that we've been talking about the last couple of days that we started with, that those were from the 18 Dvarim that were nigzar at the time of uh, Shammai and Hillel, and uh, the Beit Shammai was, uh, overtook Beit Hillel, and they accepted them, and they became some of the strongest takanot that the Jewish people promulgated, and, and it was accepted. We said that two of them were mentioned in the Mishnah about not delousing and not reading by a lamp. Okay. Then we mentioned nine other ones. That made eleven. So we need seven to and so we need seven to go. So we're gonna to try to find all eighteen. Since the Mishnah said these are from the eighteen, so there's seven left. So we're gonna to try to find seven. So that's the Idah. Let's complete the list of eighteen. Eighteen what? Eighteen because they wrote. Most of them had to do with tower, and other things like that. So here we go. Trying to find the remaining uh, seven gzeirut. The Tnad Hamaniach Kelim Tachat Tzinor LeKabu Behen Meg Shomim Echad Kelim Gedolim VeEchad Kelim Ktanim Vafiul Kli Avonim VeKli Adam VeKli Gvolum Postvenes HaMikva Echad Hamaniach VeEchad HaShocheach. Okay, so this is in mikvah oat. So we've got about, uh, we've got, uh, we're just going to go through nine ten. So we have about 20 minutes left. So let me explain what this is. You're not supposed to put mei uvim in a mikvah. Now, obviously, if a mikvah is is not 40 saw, and you pour mei Uvim in, it might be not be a kosher mikvah at all. Let's say, however, as you were filling the mikveh, you filled you put some drawn water in, and then eventually you put more rain water in. Minatora, the mikvah is kosher. Midirabbana, though, since you put some drawn water in as you were filling it, the rabbis say you cannot use that mikveh. Okay. So obviously drawn water is a problem. But what is considered drawn water? Let's say you don't want it to be in that container. For example, tachas hatzinor. Now this tsinor was was part of the earth. This was already embedded in the earth, this tsinor. So this tsinor doesn't have a dinavikeli. It's not makabultuma. And, and and you have a bar full of rainwater and it's passing in through from this tsinor that you attached into the earth. And now you made a base kibble into it, and the water is coming from the kosher mikvah through there, and it ends, let's say, it juts out, and then the water starts to drip. Okay. What does it drip into? It drips into a cali. Hamaniak mehen mei geshamim. Okay. Echad keliim gedolim, echad keliim ketanim. No matter, even if they were a giant keli that's so big it has more than 40 salt can fit in it. It's like a mikvah in itself. Or maybe it's a little tiny keli that you never even use to to keep water in because it's so small. And even if it's ma- it's not makabel it's made out of stone. It's made out of earth that you never put into the fire. It's made out of gvalim. It's made out of animal fecal material. That you turn into a keli, glalim. Still, since the water is in a container, that's called mei shuvim. And if you that water gets poured into a mikvah, that's considered mayim shuvim, and it passes the mikvah. Now, echad amaniach, thats if you put it there on purpose. If you put it there on purpose, it's clear you want the water not to be mikvah water. You want it to be drawn water. You want it Moshe. to be yes, Moshe. But if it's Megishamim and coming through the tsino to a uh, any kli, why should it be me shuvim okay, so Meisha right so the, what makes it shuvim is now that it dropped into this container because it dropped into a container that we say you wanted it like to use for bath to to wash your hands with you want it it becomes mem so if you have a mikveh if you have a if you have a, a kli size of a mikveh. This could also be, become right. a, right. a Shubi. So uh, right, yes. So if you want it for a mikveh, not to gather it and take it someplace, then that's the way we make a kosher mikveh. That's the way the mikveh works. There's a big bar, and we run the pipe, and then it ends out in what we, in, in the very fancy, beautiful mikveh. But that's because you want that. Is, oh, oh, so the, the, the difference is what you call it. That's right. So because you're. But the I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, mikve of Kili is not like Mikve Zwila rabbi. Did Mikve Kilim they don't have two boards. Okay. He, he, he's he's of, okay. You know what that That's might be true. Okay, tzvila, that might be, I, I'm kelim. not sure, it's uh, again, whether it's for Calim or for a woman or a man to go to the mikveh, you can use you can use hashokeh. You have a bore where the original water, water, falls. And since you, since you build the pipe into the ground first, it's not Makabotuma. It's like a part of the ground. It goes through this pipe, which is not Makabotuma, and it goes into the area that you want. To the bore. To the bore. Here, it goes into a a, a, a a receptacle that is movable and that you placed under there. And you didn't, let's say it was a small one, Moshe, you definitely didn't want it to be a mikvah. Now that water, you pour it into the mikvah. Is that called mayim shuvim? Now if you put it there b'kavanah, everybody says that's mayim shuvim. Why else? You wanted to gather some water. You wanted to gather water. You wanted water to wash your face. You wanted water to give to the cat. Whatever it was, you wanted water. And you put the into a keli, that's mayim shuvim. But let's say you, you happen to forget it. In other words, you, you didn't, you, 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 you In other words, you, you put it there, but then you forgot about it. Really, you don't want it anymore. It, it, you wanted it a couple of days ago, but now there's been no water coming out of there. It hasn't rained. And, ah, oh, and now it rains again. Do we say that that's considered mayim shuvim? So let's read it inside. When you put it there, you wanted to get some of the rainwater. That water, if it goes into the mikveh, is called Mayim Shuvim and ruins the mikveh. Whether you placed it there and then the water came there, or you placed there a couple of days ago, there was no rain, there was no water, you left it there and you forgot, and then a couple of days later the rain came, and it went into that container that you have, you happen to have forgotten. Beit Shammai says, even though you forgot it there, it's considered Mayim Shuvim. Bezilel says, no, Mitar in that if it was something that you forgot, you put it there originally, but then basically you wanted to take it inside and you, and you, you were absent minded and it just happens to be there. It's not, since we know you forgot it there, it's been sitting there for days, we know you actually don't want it there, <laughs> you really want it inside, you just forgot to bring it, but all of a sudden it started to rain again, and now the, the, the liquid started gathering in it, Basilo would say, that's not called Mayim She'uvim, and you're allowed to use that water for the mikvah, and you can pour it into the mikvah. That's what Basilo says. Amar of Meir, Nimnu v'robo betshamayah so Beit Shammai argued with Beit Hillel and, and over there by Hanani and Chizkiah uh, and Garon. There were more Shammai people than Hillel and they won the fight. And they said, no, they said, they said the psaq should be even if you forgot. Even if you forgot, it should not be kosher to use in the mikvah. Um Bechotzer Shu <laughs> Beit Shame Shu would be moded that if you left it out in a chotzer, obviously that's not your house. If it's if it's in an open chotzer where people are going around, even Shamai would admit that's not called Mayam Shuvim. But if it's in your backyard or if it's right next to your house, it's not in the chotzer. There that's where Shamai and Hillel argue. Rabbi Yossi says, I don't say that Hillel agreed and that Hillel lost and the vote went against Hillel. I say that Hillel still argued. That can't be one of the 18 things. Rabbi Yossi said, If when you put that, that bucket was there, when did you put that bucket under the Tsinor? If you put it there when it was cloudy and it looked like there was rain clouds coming together, okay, um, then everybody says, everyone would say that if you put it there, and even though it took a while for the rain to come, and it was hours later, even a would say that's not called forgetting. We know why you put it out there. You put it out there because you saw rain clouds. That means you wanted to gather rain. That means it's considered Mayim Sha'uvim. Everyone would say it doesn't work. Bishas Pizar Avim, let's say you were walking outside and the clouds aren't even close to each other, but you happen to place this bucket under the pipe. Even Shammai would say it's Tahor. Because clearly you didn't expect it to rain. It was a chiddush to you that all of a sudden it started to rain. Okay? Um l'ku el-ashinicham avim. You put it down when it was a bunch of rain clouds. Vinispazru. But then it cleared up and it didn't rain. V'chazru Viniskashru. And then the rain clouds came back together, and it actually did start to rain, and it started to fill the bucket. Hillel says what he was thinking originally, it's sholcheach. It's finished. That's called sholcheach. It's no longer relevant. Well, Mar but Shammai says, lo botol machshavto. Since when you placed it there, you thought it was going to rain, even though it got sunny, but well, we go back with your original thoughts that you were always hoping it was going to rain, and that's the reason why we considered it Mayim uh, She'uvim. So now the Gemara says, so we have our, we have number, if you're counting, we have now number th- uh, 13, 12, I'm sorry. We have number 12, there was two and nine, so this is, we're looking for seven. We now have number 12. But that's good for Rav mayor. Rabbi the Omar, Machlokes Adayan, Bimkomo Amedes, Batsri Luhu, he's missing one. There's another one. What's one of the ones that Shammai, the students of Shammai overtook Hillel and they made one of the 18 Takanot? It was this. Binot Kutim. The Kutim, right? They were the ones who were not really Geirim. They were, they weren't. It was a very questionable Geirut that they had. They, at one time, they lived nicely like Jews, but they never really understood Torah Shabal They didn't really keep all the mitzvot. And one of the things they didn't understand was all about the ideas of, of Zov and Zava and many of the Chumrot that we know from Drashot. So we made Exera that Benot Kutim Nidot Marisatan because we say a girl can become a Nida even if blood comes out of her the day she's born. They didn't believe in that. They didn't believe in that. They felt she's only Anita when she starts to develop and menstruate. But we know that there's sometimes babies can be born and they can have blood. So therefore, uh, what we're saying here is that the Kusim never accepted that. So we came up with a and said, all Kusi women, even if they're babies, we have to treat them like they're Anita and stay away from them. That was also one of the 18 Zerot. Let's do, we have, a, a, it's 9.03. We have a couple more minutes here. Idah mai. So now we've, we have number 12. Now number 13. The Tanan. So let me explain what this is. Um, there's, <laughs> I mentioned before yesterday, we talked about Tumas Ohel. Tumas Ohel was a very or Tuma. You don't have to touch the mate. You can be a hundred miles away, but if you're in the same room, there's a roof covering you. It can be a hundred miles long, you're Tome, you're an Abatuma. So there's a mace a hundred miles away, but you're covered by the same roof. That's called Tumas Ohel. But there's another, there's two other ways you can have Tumas Ohel. Another way is you become an Ohel on a mace. Okay? You walk over a grave. It, even though the dead body doesn't touch you, but you were Mahio on the mace, so you become Tame as well. Another way you can become Tame is if the mace is an ohel on you. <laughs> that could also happen. That's three ways of Tumas ohel. Now, remember, now the first way that I mentioned, when you're under the same roof, the roof has to be a certain minimum size. It has to be a tefach by a tefach. It has to be a tefach long and a tefach wide. A tefach, a, a, a hand breadth of an average size person, probably bigger than my hand. So this this farthest if it's smaller than that in width, then that's not called a roof. You're not tome However, listen to what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, y- y- you're not tome. But the roof is Tameh. The thing that's over you, even though it's smaller than a tefach, is Tameh. But you won't be Tameh since you're not touching that thing that's over you. It's Tameh because a mace was underneath it. It's not a roof that makes you and the mace in the same room. But the roof itself, even though its dimensions are small, becomes Tameh and becomes an avatuma. Okay, so now look at this case. We have five minutes. we'll explain it. Call taulin anything that's movable that you, that you can hold in your hand, may tuma, is able to bring tuma to the person underneath it. even though the thickness of the thing that he's holding is only as thick as a mardaya. A mardaya is a staff that you use to goad animals with. You push animals with a malmat. You're pushing the animals with. That mardaya, we know the standard size of the mardaya, was uh, the circumference was a third of a tefach across. It was the it was third of a tefach. Uh, was the diameter a third of a tefach? We know based on pi. That the 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 total area of the circle of that of that malmad of that mardaya is a tefach. Now that technically doesn't count as a tefach by tefach, but we know it's a third across. A third across equals, if you use math, if you use pi, right? You use the path, right. You use the theory. We know that a third, if if you would do the diameter of of, of of it's a circle, right so if you would cut it in half and you would see what how far wide it was across, it would be a third as a circle it would be considered one tefach. okay So, <speaking in Spanish> which means that the guy who's under it would be considered. Tome Midarabanon for seven days like he was Tommy Tumas Mace. Even though the only thing that he shared with the mace, they were both underneath a a staff. They were both underneath a stick that he was holding. Riptarfon said He says I would bury my son. <laughs> That's not right. That is a mistake, that aloha, to say that you're tome, You're not tome, You're tomei, but not for seven days. <laughs> the person who who, who who said that this is a din made a mistake. He said the rabbis made a takana that anybody standing under a little staff is going to be tomei for seven days. That didn't happen. What happened was, over. the farmer was walking. Umardeo alsefo, and he had the staff on his shoulder. The It was a big, long staff, and the other end of it covered part of it covered the the grave of a dead person. So timooso. So they told the farmer that he's tame, but he's only tame for what? For a day. He's only a Rishon with Tumah. Because the staff becomes an Ava and he's touching the staff, so he becomes a Rishon with Tumah. Mishum But that's all it was. But then the people who heard them say, oh, you're Tame for a day, thought that the rabbis have now made a new Din Tumah, that it doesn't have to be a Tefach Al Tefach, it can even be if the circumference is a Tefach. That shouldn't have happened. Amara um, Bikiva, Ribkiva says no. Ani atakein, she udivrei hachakamim kayoman. I know that Reftaron got very angry. I'm going to establish that the words of the chakamim can happen, can be true. She call a metul to may vi mesatuma our Adam she no say osan ba'ov That no matter what you're carrying, it creates Tumas O'el for the person who's carrying it, even though the thickness, if the thickness is the thickness of a mardeya, which is a third of a Tefach, they themselves, whatever they're carrying, no matter how thin they are, they're going to become an avatuma. But the person carrying them will be Tomei Deravonon if the thickness was, a, 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 the circumference was a Tefach. The the kalim, but on other kalim, and other, if it's not the person carrying them, then of course it has to be Poseh tefach. Obviously, the thing that they're both underneath has to be a tefach by a tefach. It's true if the, if you, the thickness across is not a tefach, but the circumference of it. Is a tefach. And they were gozer on a hekef, even though it's not enough, because people make a mistake. And therefore, they did make a tumidarabonon for seven days for someone who happened to have been underneath he was holding something and uh, the OL was on the other side and he was on that side, he would be tummy for seven days, we would make him get paraduma water and treat him like he's tummy for seven days. So now the Gemara asks, So, so we're missing one. You know what? <laughs> he's going to use the one about Benos Kusim, Nidos, or maybe Oteck Rav Meir, we don't, Tarphone, we'll don't. take care of Reb Tarifon. will be like Reb Meir. Rabbi Yossi, uh, uh, he's the one who's going to use uh, the case of Rabbi Akiva, the case of the Tumas Hamardea. Okay, so we still have a couple to go. We're going to stop here. We got the tomorrow's daf a little bit. Um, as I said, um, it's, a lot of these things aren't that relevant, but it's important to learn them and to know what we're learning. We can't just run through it and skip it. Okay, so I'm going to turn off the recording now. And if there's any questions, let everybody talk. I'm going to turn the recording off. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.